That was visual learning at its best right there. We're very blessed. Thank you, Jennifer. Please join me in the prayer for elimination. Start us, O God, with your truth and open our hearts and our minds to your wondrous love. Speak your word to us. Silence in us any voice but your own and be with us now as we turn our attention, our minds and our hearts to you in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture today is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak a message, may be given to me, make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador to change. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm Pastor Thea, and I'm so glad you've decided to participate in this worship experience today. Whether you're joining us here in the sanctuary, you're joining us online, this is a place that you worship regularly, or this is your first visit. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. As we wrap up this series on Ephesians, where we've been talking um, about how to gear up for whatever might be ahead. Whether that's a fresh start to a new school year or just a fresh start as we all await for something new, I'm thankful that we get to look at our holy text together and see what Christ would have us do and all that we may face. But before we dive any deeper, I'd like to first stop and pray. Will you pray with me? Holy, almighty, Victorious and good, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your presence with us in this place and in this space. God, it's your very breath that is in our lungs. And it's because of your willingness to not only know us, but to be known by us that we trust that when we seek you, we will find you. When we listen for you, O oh Lord, we will hear you. And God, when we find the courage to take just the next step in faith, we know you will always lead the way. 
And so, O oh gracious God, we humbly surrender our own will and choose to follow yours. And it's in your gracious and loving and good name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you, but have you noticed how today in our society, we are eager and excited and ready to fight. We are fighting everywhere. We are fighting with everyone and about everything. We are fighting um, in the store. We're fighting online. We are even fighting in airplanes, as if we have taken up too much space here on ground with fighting. We have to take it to the air. Just last week, I read an online article about two sets of parents outside of a school board meeting there with strong intentions of what they believe was the best choice for their children, both now and in the long-term future. And as those school board members made their way into the uh, building to make this tough and difficult decisions, the parents stayed outside, not just merely in, in solidarity with their beliefs, but to begin to yell at one another. They began to yell and scream, and then they began to spit and punch while this very important decision-making was happening, the adults were outside in a full-on brawl. Now, our scripture today says, put on the whole armor of God, for we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and authorities and evil forces of wickedness all around us. And sometimes that can beckon us to get ready to fight, thinking that we must hold our ground and defend our beliefs and our values at all cost. That somehow if we allow evil to exist around us and not decide to fight against it, then it will only grow. And then we are threatened and our values and our beliefs are lessened. Nadia Bowles Weber is a Christian uh, preacher and writer. And she talks about this idea that we are drawn into fighting with the enemy as if we are going to somehow slay it ourselves. But she points out that when we engage with the enemy, when we engage with those evil forces of wickedness that are all around us, that while we may be joining that fight in an attempt to lower and diminish the enemy and evil, somehow, in some way, we are actually joining it, increasing the enemy's presence by our willingness to engage. When I read our scripture today, it doesn't call us to fight. It doesn't say to charge ahead. In fact, it says the word stand four times. Stand against the enemy. Withstand. Stand firm. And when I think about our ability to stand, I find that a few things have to be true. First off, in order to stand, it would really help if we're sober. We've all seen the cops episode where a reckless driver is suspected of being under the influence, and when they finally get that car to pull over, one of the first things the officer asks is for the people, the driver, to get out of the car and stand as that first test of sobriety. Now, I'm not here to say that we should always and 100% abstain from adult beverages, but I do want to push us 
to examine our behaviors and our activities that are intoxicating, that we rely on to relax or distract or to numb us from the reality that is around us, and to recognize we are better suited to stand the more often that we are more sober. Another thing that helps us to stand and to withstand the drawl of the enemy to engage is to be sane. Mental health is real health. And signs of mental health um, concern should be taken just as importantly as we take our physical health. We jump at the importance to recognize that a sore throat and tightness in chest needs medical attention, and the same should be taken when we deal with our mental health signs as well. If you or someone you know is battling with depression or anxiety or anything else that is causing you to feel a little out of balance, whether that's from blunt trauma or an erosion over time, seek the help of medical professionals. Because the more sane that we are, the more able we are able, we will be to withstand the draws of the enemy to engage. And I really think one of the strongest arguments about our ability to stand, to withstand firm in the truth, is security. One of the last things that's going to draw me into a fight is knowing that the fight is pointless because the victory has already been declared. Jesus tells his disciples, this, this world will give you trouble. As if to say, this world is a mess. It's full of broken people who make mistakes over and over again. And I did not come to make sure that everybody plays nice. Now you see, when God looks upon humanity, upon our brokenness, our distance between ourselves and with God, all the laws that we break and the refusal to repent. God doesn't come to wage war the way that we wage war here on earth. God doesn't come to claim victory with the highest bloodshed or the most body count. No, instead God says there will be one blood and one body that declares freedom for all. This is the truth that we can stand in. This is the truth that we see over and over in the life and the death of Jesus Christ. Jesus who came compassionate. Jesus who came healing and teaching and feeding. This same Jesus who will be arrested after he is betrayed and denied and isolated by the very people who claim to love him the most. And as Jesus refuses to deny who he is and what he has really come for, as the nails are being hammered into his hand by a Roman soldier, Jesus does not fight. He does not yell and scream. He does not spit or cuss. No, he says out loud, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. And when Jesus' dead, lifeless body is placed inside the tomb and the enemy is surely confident that the enemy has won. No, Jesus comes out of the grave 
and said no amount of disaster, no amount of devastation, no, not even sin or death will ever stop me from proving just how much I love you and how much my love, my redeeming love, my grace that is unmeasurable, how much this is at reign. You see, yes, this world will give you trouble, but take heart, Jesus has overcome the world. This is the security we can stand in when the world around us is crazy. When people are begging and beckoning us to fight and to attack, we can stand in the truth that the victory has already been claimed, that Jesus Christ has already risen from the grave and we are made free. Free from our sin, free from our shame, free from our guilt, free from the idea that we are the ones who have to slay the enemy. When we read our scripture today, perhaps instead of reading it, as knights ready for a crusade, we can look at these words to help us be prepared to live here on earth as the battles rage around us. It says that we should put on the belt of truth. Wrap the core of who you are in the truth of who God is. Let the nature and character, compassion, and redeeming grace of God sit and rest at the center of yourself. It says that we should put on our feet whatever is necessary to be ready to proclaim this gospel truth. Whatever is gonna make you the most accessible, the most comfortable, and the most convenient to share this truth with those near and far. And some days that's gonna be rubber boots because the muck is thick. And sometimes a casual pair of loafers will do. Put on your feet whatever is necessary so that you are ready to proclaim the truth of who God is and what Jesus Christ has done for us. It says, pick up a shield of faith. When I think about a shield, I always imagine just a small dollar store shield, like an accessory to a child's costume. It would barely cover my arm. But as I read the ancient text, a shield in this time when these words were written would have been as big as a door, meaning it would cover way more than just my arm, but in fact, me and my whole family could, could get behind it. And if your faith is as small as a dollar store, fine, that's, that's okay for now. Find someone with a door-sized faith and get behind it with them. Learn and let your faith grow so it's big enough to shield those that you love and care about. It says we should put on the helmet of salvation, meaning wrap your head around the truth that you have been saved, that it's, the work has already been done, it is finished, and there's nothing you can do or undo or leave undone that will ever change that, because Christ's redemption has already been given to you. Wrap that around your brain. Don't let any other thoughts seep in, but let your salvation protect all of your thoughts. And then our one tool of offense, our one tool is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's our holy scripture. That is this sacred text that tells us over and over the brokenness of humanity and God's relentless continuation to intercede and intervene, to redeem and renew thousands and thousands and thousands of years over upon itself. 
It is this truth that we use not to slay those who don't know it, but to protect ourselves from any other lie that would suggest that God is anything but the God we see revealed over and over in our holy text. In just a few weeks, we're going to give Bibles to our third grade children. Because as they begin to read more than just for practice, but for also pleasure, we know that this is a tool we want to be at the foundation of their faith. And no matter how old you are, no matter where you are on your own faith journey, if you too find yourself without this tool or the need to be, uh, help you learn how to sharpen it and use it, please text the word Bible to our text line and we will be sure that you also get this sword of truth, this sword of spirit, the word of God, to help you be protected and ready to live in this world where we are. I love how our scripture closes today with a call to prayer. The writer says, pray for one another. Pray with one another, with supplication, with continuation. Pray. And the writer says, be in prayer for me. I think often as Christians, we think we're the ones who are supposed to have it all together. That we're the ones with some sort of private and direct line to God, and we're the ones to pray for all our pagan and lost friends. Let me be clear and say, I need your prayers. I need you to be willing to pray for me and with me, that I would continue to see God's presence amongst us that I would be able to withstand the attempting draw of the enemy to engage in battles that are meaningless, to pray with me that I would continue to be bold enough to speak this truth and to stand firm in the victory that Christ has already won. As we gear up, as we get ready to embrace whatever the future may bring all those things that we're sure are to come and all the things that we haven't planned that surely will. I pray that you would hold firm, to stand firm in the truth that Christ has already declared the victory. And we are to be in prayer with one another on this truth, that we'll be prepared and ready. And I wonder who you could ask to pray for you as well. Let's pray. Gracious and generous God, we thank you that you have already slayed the enemy, that you have already overcome all that we fear. And Lord God, that even though uh, it feels like the enemy may be growing, that there is only more and more evil at our door, Lord, we know that this is just a desperate attempt to lure us into its forces to draw us away from you, where we would begin to doubt your reign. Our Lord Christ, we know that you are a God of redemption. You are a God of renewal and steadfast love. And so, Lord, even when we are weak, even when we are afraid, we stand in the truth of who you are. And Lord, we, we pray that there will be many saints to stand with us, even if we are the ones who must be willing to invite them to do so. Lord God, be with us. 
be with us as we stand in this truth that we would hold to the love that you give so freely and that love would truly change us. It's in your heavenly name we pray. Amen.